Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dum Dums and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. The coterie have escaped the Inquisition's trap, but at a terrible cost. Iris dealt with a demon and suffered the cost of her bargain to her immortal body. Ridley lost T.J. Malone and the Bear Boys were suffering injuries that left him barely functional. And Everett formed an alliance with an anarch and learned that Elysium is not what it seems. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Ryan LaPlante, Sheriff of Elysium, uh, ushers uh, you and the Tyrell Coterie um, into the lobby of uh, the Centaur Theater. Uh, Walking inside, you can immediately smell blood. Um, and the um, small kind of ticketing lobby, which happily is behind, again, an old facade, so there is legitimately some distance from, from the outside, um, <clears throat> almost looks like a field hospital. Um, there are kindred um, all over the place getting bandaged up. Um, 
there are um, a couple of servers walking around handing out uh, fresh blood. Um, but uh, the whole place looks pretty rough. That said, there is um, a bit of a tone of, of joviality to some extent um, in the way that people who've just survived um, some shit uh, enjoy being out of the shit, uh, if that makes any sense. So um, the three of you enter a large lobby. Um, again, uh, the, you, you've got the, uh, the coterie with you. Uh, this is also the first time any of you uh, have really uh, plunged into kindred society uh, at all. Um, Iris, <clears throat> um, despite being pretty roughed up from the Metatheax uh, Drac adventure, um, your, your body is sore in a um, doing a sport you aren't used to doing kind of way, um, but you're finding now you're able to actually, it's, it's not an elegant walk. It's still a bit of a stagger as, as your, your limbs have, are still gradually de-elongating, um, but you're basically back to, to your normal proportions. Um, you are, though, as someone who attends a lot of these events, vaguely horrified because it has been impressed upon you that this is the chance for the coterie to really impress the rest of the vampire society. And you kind of look like Samara from the ring. Um, that said, um, looking around, everyone looks like shit. And it's funny because everyone is still dressed in their nicest stuff, but it's like everyone in their nice stuff in a world war one field hospital. <laughs> um, so the, the horror you feel at kind of potentially flubbing this um, social engagement um, actually lowers a bit because you realize everyone is in the same boat to a point that there's almost a bit of a like uh, it would be like if uh, the um, uh, fire suppression system went off during a fancy gala and everyone just got like if during the Met Gala and everyone just got hosed and then just had to kind of spend the rest of the Met Gala soaked there's just that tone of like yep it's like when someone stands up in, in pajama pants on a Zoom call and we're like nah, yeah you're at work. It's fine. Everyone's no going cares. through shit. Yeah, exactly. So um, you immediately get that sense. Uh, but also looking at um, <laughs> Ridley, whose finger is dangling and who is clearly um, very upset over the death of TJ Malone. And Everett. Is he not who, a little chart too? Oh, yeah. He is, he is like, a, a he's a crispy. crispy boy. Yeah, like black skin crackling with blood leaking out. Like he's a disaster. Uh, and Everett has a fucking bullet wound in his head. Uh, and, um, you are covered in bruises from where the, like, you don't have active blood anymore, but because the Metathiax drac was running through your system for the first time in, in a long time, you have bruises kind of everywhere, uh, as your body reformed itself. Um, but, uh, you know, um, Noel seems to be, uh, you know, covered in glass and uh, blood from that guy. He shot point blank with a sniper rifle. Um, the kid is still pretty impeccably dressed, but again, um, just seems like a cranky 13 year old. Um, and uh, there's like, uh, you know, his tie has been cut in half um, from um, his uh, kind of like assault on the um, in inquisitors, which he seems to try to tuck into his pocket in a way that would seemingly make it better, but actually makes it much worse. Um, and Azaria is covered in glass and still has powder from the airbag of the limo um, all over her. So like, at least you're in good company. Um, that said, this is kind of your deal. So I think you would probably take lead on this. Um, but as uh, Ryan um, brings all of you in, uh, you have a quick second to confer. Um, Iris, what's the uh, what's the strategy based on everything you've just seen um, for Everett and Ridley? Uh, Tom, I also just have a quick question on temperament so I know how to play Ridley in this environment. What happens when a vampire loses a touchstone? So it's a humanity piece. Um, I'm going to say just being generally upset about it is good for now. Um, Everett isn't aware that he's lost one yet. Um, so that's kind of fine for the moment. Um, what I would like to kind of pitch for all of this is a lot of those concerns we will deal with post Elysium. I would actually like you to consider Elysium a continuation of the combat we were just in. 
because uh, vampire basically lives in two separate zones of combat. That's why you have both health and willpower. Um, we're now into a willpower combat um, in a lot of ways, unless, I don't know, you try to punch someone. So uh, we will deal with that, but I think we'll deal with that in one of our downtime sessions rather than right now. So right now, I think you can be feeling the rage of... Um, it's less the, oh my God, I'm losing my my you know grasp on humanity. Right now, it's just he wasn't in the game. Yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to make sure that mechanically there wasn't anything that popped up that I'd have to play. Because yeah, anger first, sad later. I mean, that's just life. For sure. Uh, Tyler and I had a, an off-air chat after uh, Iris flipped a car into Billy <laughs> last session about that too. Um, so we will be dealing with all that. We just aren't there yet. Cool. Cool. Um. So yes, as you're brought in, uh, there is um, uh, a live piano player uh, playing some tunes. Um, again, this if all had gone according to plan, this would be like a lovely black tie event. And there are vestiges of that still still hanging on. Uh, Miles, what is what is the game plan that Iris would pitch to uh, to these two? Um, kind of to stick with me. And Azaria will kind of try to hover around in corners and eavesdrop rather than really try to engage because clearly we just caused a large ruckus in the city and we don't want to pull too much attention to ourselves. I don't know. It seems like a lot of people have been involved in this little ruckus. I just want to throw this out there. What if you find out who's in charge, you put a fucking whammy on them and then you get me in charge of hunting down that fucking inquisition. Cause what I'm saying is I would like to kill them. So fucking hard. They win a Darwin award for daring to fuck with Ridley beef. Fucking TJ. Fuck. I honestly don't know if I have the <laughs> stamina or the, the ability to, to use my, special whammy as you call it i'm kind of um you know coming back from being a fucking monster my thinking with uh having everyone rendezvous here is uh well i'm kind of ashamed to say it but i'm thinking is this probably a pretty damn good blood supply here maybe help you to uh freshen up get you back on your feet well, here's a depressing fact. I'm fucking jammed full. In here's an entire police officer. I couldn't drink a fucking drop, but I'm fucking ruined. I think I need like a fucking week in whatever the vampire equivalent is of a nice beach with a sun. So I don't know, some sort of graveyard with the fucking moon out so I can just dick around. Iris, someone comes by with a tray of, of drinks and Azaria is like waving them over um, and grabs a uh, champagne flute um, and uh, she just kind of looks to you and she says, uh, Iris, drink. What is it? Oh, blood. It's blood. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please. Good question, though. That was a smart thing to ask at one of these. Um, and Ryan turns around. And he's like, yes, it's it's blood. That's I'm sorry. This uh, right. First Elysium for a lot of people here. Uh, also, big night all around. Um, welcome to Elysium. Uh, my name is Ryan Laplante. I'm the sheriff here at uh, at this event. Um, I'm a transplant from Toronto, so I apologize if my French isn't great. Uh, I'm trying my best. Uh, there is blood available in a variety of temperaments. Uh, you simply need to ask. Um, standard rules apply. Don't cause any problems, and you won't have any problems. Um, it's uh, turned out to be a bit of a busy night here in the city, so... Everyone's in the same boat. Please don't make a big deal of it for other people. Um, Mr. Uh, I'm sorry. Is your friend okay? He looks like he's been in the sun. Uh, light, light grenades. Fucking Inquisition with light grenades. Fucking Inquisition with light grenades. You know what? Fuck those guys. Okay, you I like. I like you fine. too. I feel like, like, a, like a kindred spirit here, you know? Yeah, I feel like flirting with you would be a bit masturbatory, but otherwise, I think this is nice. Yeah, is, well, there, uh, is there any kind of special treatment or kindred spa situation on hand for uh, Mr. Beef here? Oh, um, we weren't really prepared for this uh, tonight. We didn't realize the Inquisition would be hitting uh, as many coteries as they did. So no, we didn't make any special preparations that there is blood. If, if you need it um, again, all manner of temperaments, 
Uh, also, uh, you might want to speak to um, Mr. Jacob Kane. Um, he, I believe, can can assist with some of this. Um, and then he kind of looks at the three of you and says, uh, "Hey, I'm sorry, you're your iris done, right?" Yes. So, and um, Azaria kind of sweeps in and says, uh, yes, this is them. And uh, Ryan just kind of nods and says, uh, right, uh, okay, um, the uh, the prince would like to speak with you uh, later. Um, it's actually very nice to meet you, uh, but um, he has to say some words first. Uh, in the meantime, please have some blood, uh, Mr. Beef. Um, it's a great name. It's the kind of name I would pick uh, if I were to pick one. Um, we, uh, again, uh, find Mr. Kane. He can help you out a bit. Uh, in the meantime, um, please relax. You're safe here. Uh, we, we've been monitoring all the channels. All the events throughout the city do not seem to be related to Elysium. Uh, so good luck. Uh, I'm going to go check into some things. Um, also, uh, check out patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Um <laughs> Here they're cool. Bye. Uh, and then he wanders off. That man sounds like he should be on the right, yo. How are we going to find this uh, Mr. Kane? Well, um, so Iris uh, did propose an interesting plan, which was to try and um, just gain some sort of social knowledge while you wait. Um, you do get the sense that this this kind of feels like the cocktail hour bef- um, before, like between wedding ceremony and like, meal time where everyone is just stuck in weird limbo while things get ready um so uh, i would encourage you to look to your sheets uh, and see what kind of skills you'd like to apply um keeping in mind yeah. this is a social sphere but could also be a mental sphere if you want to observe things uh, and let me know what you would like to try and do and i'll tell you what stats to use i immediately off the cuff want to know how clear is it to more um we'll say direct folks like ridley and everett that this is going to be sort of like a social combat scenario where manipulation and, and seduction or, or intimidation might be in play. I think um, it was clear from the moment you both had to go to the mall to get fancier outfits. Okay. okay. Uh, if that makes uh, yeah. any sense. Okay. Like just in, in one of those ways where you're like, um, again, like like I worked in a suit for a long time, so I, I'm not uncomfortable in suits. But I know a lot of my friends when they put on a suit are just like, oh, what it, what is? Yeah. I, I don't. Wuh. And both of you kind of already had that experience, but I think also knowing that's what you're headed into means that you would have set your expectation for that. Also, based on what you've been told by Dederick, uh, who's also with you, I should add, um, there is the pomp and circumstance of it. And sure enough, people are wearing some ridiculous bullshit. Um. And Everett, particularly for you, having just dealt with uh, Sergeant McGregor, like if Sergeant McGregor were to go to an Elysium, he would show up in that World War II dress uniform. Like it literally seems like everyone is kind of, um, if we're, uh, Miles just finally showed me uh, Roald Dahl's The Witches, uh, Mm. the the, the good, less offensive one. The hotel one. Um, And yeah, and just like literally, it's like all the witches like finally be like, oh, fuck, we can just be witches. It's that kind of vibe where all of the vampires who are from different eras of history in different parts of the world can finally just kind of admit (laughs) they're vampires for a hot second and wear whatever they actually think is fashionable. It's a very like what we do in the shadows moment of just like, oh, fine, great. Like I can finally wear my fur cloak because I'm in a place where that's safe. Um, which is why um, Ridley got his weird, like, um, fucking Miami Vice outfit, uh, and you just got, like, a slightly more you outfit. Because for the two of you, that is just kind of who you are. And looking around, you're seeing a lot of that. Okay. All right. So I think Ridley would be like, all right, I'll go try to talk to the fucking scumbags. Uh, And he'd basically be looking, I think, for the criminal element. His plan would be pretend he's fine. He looks like dog shit. He feels like dog shit, but if he pretends that this is normal for him, then he'll seem more kind of scary-ish. And admittedly, like, you see people with, like, arms and slings and stuff. Like, everyone is kind of fucked up, so it's a little bit like, you know, you're at a refugee camp after a massive natural disaster hit. Everyone's a little fucked up. 
Yeah, so I feel like it for low level, like kind of like thug gangbanger types, he'd be playing up more on like shit talking the orphans because odds are they've had problems for anybody, or like finding out how people faced off with the Inquisition. Uh, and then if he meets anybody he'd recognize, kind of like boss wise or seeming higher up, uh, he'd probably try to guess with them or talk to them about like the police response. What will happen now that this night has been such a disaster? Like between the recent events. What do they think the spin's going to be? How's it going to affect yeah, the streets, yeah. et cetera? Okay, so I've got Ridley on Underworld and Crime. Uh, Iris, who would you be trying to find? Or would you be trying to just kind of overhear? What What would your tactic be? Yeah, I think she's, she's going to kind of just um, eavesdrop where she can and and sort of suss out and see who comes to her. Like, who is aware of them? Um, how... So we've established that you and Nazaria are, are, are buds um, and that you you do have a, a relationship now after several kind of encounters and you helped her out. She gave you the the weird like flesh crafting cover um, to dodge your murder rap. Um, my question to you as Iris is how much do you actually trust Azaria? Would you want to meet people with her or would you kind of do your own thing? Uh, I don't trust her, but I know that she knows people. So I think I would allow her to introduce me. Okay. So it, it's, it's still a tentative, like, I'm going to let you open doors for me, but I'm not going to tell you where the bodies are buried. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless uh, it's necessary. <laughs> okay. So basically then you'll kind of almost be on, for lack of a better term, official, like delegate duty. Like, go meet the people, shake the hands, try and... I think see. I was always going to be on that duty. Oh, for sure. It's just been a hell of a night, and you turned into a monster a few hours, hours like an hour ago, so <laughs> just checking. Um, okay, so um, we've got Ridley on Underworld. We've got uh, Iris on Delegate, sort of official, which, honestly, it, I feel like we're doing a redux of the um, uh, the field museum adventure in your in your past. Nice. Uh, Tyler, uh, what would Everett be doing? I think per Iris's suggestion, he'll stick with her um, of like just hanging back. Um, I think his um, ability to read his investigative mind for like reading people and reading situations might come in handy to help her pick more pliable or, or important people. Okay, um, so you're, you're basically so like be target her, acquisition like, and then letting her know. Okay, great. Yeah, so kind of like her aide, but also her bodyguard. Yeah, um, and I think I like. I think I have to address it. Um, I'm in a room packed with my prey of choice. Yep. Uh, so I think the beast is also kind of under the surface, picking out weak targets, especially with people that have been in fights earlier this evening and mm-hmm. been attacked and stuff like that. Looking for like, like a wolf looking for like a lamb or an old. What, uh, what level goat. of hunger are you at? You're at four, four. Yeah. Christ. Okay. So yeah, the beast is like knocking on the door. Yeah. The, like, I think Everett is consciously thinking about that, um, black ops, uh, uh, operative being in kept the in the snack room. room, but I think it's worth mentioning. Oh, for you to, yep, to yep, put, him the, put into play that the beast might not be, that patient yeah i think um that's a really good point tyler i'm glad you brought it up i think it it's worth considering that this is also the most kindred you have ever experienced in one place yeah um ever anywhere like beyond and where both iris and ridley have now gone out hunting and it's literally a buffet of just it could be any human um despite ridley's particular predilection this is yeah, this is pretty overwhelming, I think, particularly with that amount of blood. Um, so, Tyler, I'm going to make you roll a rouse check, please. Um, uh, do hunger dice matter for rouse checks? A rouse check is just a straight D10 pass fail. Okay, so, so it's a 10, so it's just a pass. Pass, great. Um, so currently you're keeping the beast at bay. I'm going to make you roll these a couple times throughout Elysium, but right now it's... It's bad. It's you're hungry and you're in a literal buffet. Um, but also, given your hangups about all of this, it's not like 
Like, you don't have a Kyle Minogue you can convince it's a sex thing and then <laughs> just be like, great, I got food. Um, it, that's not how Everett operates. So there's no version of this where I think you you could, like, finagle a meal. Yeah. Um, it, it could happen here. And likely there are other vampires with the same problem you have. But they've probably embraced that this is their deal. Um, okay. And, and you have not. I'd like to then just let you know... Uh, I, it looks like it's like instance to instance because it doesn't appear to have a rouse check or anything like that. But I am going to be depending on my unswayable mind. I had my dots and fortitude uh, as extra dice to resist coercion, seduction, intimidation, or any other attempt to sway my will. Oh, okay. That's good for cool. social combat. That's important. Yep, for sure. And I think, yeah, that's actually, that's very good to know. Great. Okay. Um, so in that case, um, Ridley, I need from you, please. Um, either I was trying to pitch a streetwise composure, but we'll see what we get. Uh, yeah, I take that. That's great. Nope. Uh, and Miles, from you, um, I would say I would take an insight or etiquette and charisma composure or wits three successes for ridley given you a wide variety of things you could be great at or terrible at (laughs) um and then tyler from you uh if i could grab please investigation and resolve i still have that one hunger from the uh no he has bled out of you so no you are now uh also um you're you've got uh, it's so strange. You're the only one of the three of you that Elysium is actually a perfect scenario for. You can slate your thirst as much as you want here because they are just bringing food by and you have no preferences. So you're, no, you're, your hunger is absolutely clear. So yeah, that's three successes for Ridley. Okay. Uh, four successes for Everett. One of them is a 10 on a regular die. And one of them is a 10 on a hunker die. Messy successy! Yay! Sheriff of Elysium, Ryan LaPlante says, as he accidentally knocks over a bunch of glasses of wine, uh, blood wine, I guess. I go, ain't shit and kill him. (laughs) Yeah, but they spill all into one blood barrel. So that's why he knows it's a successy. Yep. Miles, what'd you pull? One blood barrel. (laughs) Five successes and four of them are 10s. Ooh. because that happened. <laughs> wow. Okay, we're going to come back to that. Uh, <laughs> I almost need a break to sort out what the fuck that looks like. Good God. Um, Please use those to help me unfuck the pooch I just... <laughs> fuck that oh, man, pooch. That pooch is fucked. Um, okay. Holy shit. Um, okay, so Ryan, uh, knowing that Montreal is big on, on mob stuff, um, but also... To the best of your knowledge, you're the only Nate Nostra uh, representative here. Um, you're looking for underworld types. You rolled three successes. Um, what would what would your uh, you can't have your ideal mobster with three? What's your like runner up for the kind of person you want to find? Runner up would probably be like like an armored car heist guy or like a bank robber, like somebody who's in a, who's got a specialty and who's criminally linked, but isn't part of an outfit that would have real sway. So they'd know rumors, but they wouldn't be making rumors. If that makes sense. Like they wouldn't be the one making big moves. Sure. 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 Okay. Um, so, uh, you meet, um, a, uh, a guy who is, um, just so, uh, unfortunately decked out, in Jay's gear. He's just one of those people who clearly he decided that was his thing and he bought it. So he's wearing a backwards Jay's cap and it's like the old school Jay's cap, um, which also I should point out. uh, It's one of the few things I know about Montreal, kind of an affront Montreal home of the Montreal Expos, the long dead baseball team that everyone still like holds a torch for. Um, Ridley doesn't know anything about the sports. He's like, I guess he likes birds. Yeah, honestly. Um, like bright blue windbreaker. Um, he's wearing like blue sweatpants. Um, and he is, uh, 
Ridley, he's kind of like one of your favorite types of of mid-level gangsters because he wouldn't be here and he certainly wouldn't be kindred if he wasn't capable, but he's also got a baby face. Uh, like he is um, kind of like a DJ Quails looking motherfucker, but like circa the new guy, like young DJ Quails. Uh, and unfortunately, because he's kindred, that's just where he's stuck. Uh, so he's like a scarecrow in a jacket. Um and uh, has a couple of like embarrassing trying to grow a beard mustache, like super blonde. Um, also like the, the the Dwight equivalent in UK office, uh, who's also in Pirates of the Caribbean. Gareth? Yeah, Gareth. Like young Gareth. Like just that that kind of like awkward um, guy, hands shoved in his pockets. Um, and uh, you hear him say like, as you approach, just going like, yeah, you know, um, it was wild. They tried to, to hit our safe house. Uh, we, uh, we had this this great uh, late night ice cream parlor. Uh, it was one of those like bougie ones where you could put like expensive toppings like bacon on your ice cream. Anyway, they hit, but like I had my getaway car ready to go. So just everybody piled in and I drove them away. And they're like, Junior, you're the best driver. And I was like, you're fucking right I am. Anyway, that's how we survived. <laughs> it was awesome. That's why you always go with Junior J's, right? And he holds up a hand for high fives and no one gives him a high five. And I think Ridley just steps in looking like a fucking horror show. <laughs> he just looks like something from a creep show poster. But he high fives the guy and he's like, that's why we always got to have the right driver. You know, if you can't fucking get away, what's the point in getting in there? Yeah, yeah, this guy gets it. Oh, hey, do you want your palm skin back? I think it's stuck on. And as you, you look down, you realize that like bits of your hand stuck to his his hand. All right, well, I'll be honest. Normally, I'd take your wrist and reach down and just smear it on this, uh, you know, person who's asleep right here, but I don't want to touch you again. It seems like I'm making a mess. The name's Ridley Beef. People call me the Riddler. Riddler, nice to meet you. Uh, my name is uh, uh, Jason Joseph, uh, or JJ, which eventually somehow became Junior Jays. So go Junior Jays. Uh, that's that's what, what I tell myself. That's my mantra. Uh, I'm a getaway driver. I do some pretty good heists on like armored vehicles and stuff basically all the things you as a player described i do those that's nice. me so i mean clearly you've got an idea of what's going on around town like a big move like this has got to be fucking heard of and it's stunning that nobody knew what the coppers were going to do so i mean we got any sabat outfits that you think could be causing troubles is this straight up orphan bullshit is there someone else on the prowl oh you know? man fuck the orphans i know those guys they suck uh yeah i don't know we were just doing our ice cream thing and then we got we got curb stomped uh we lost half our coterie how many did you oh, lose fucking hell. well luckily we didn't lose anybody after oh coterie, shit but that, we lost, you guys are awesome we lost somebody that was close to my art so that was fbi ceases inquisition cunts fucking problem fucking miserable fuck <sighs> that, you know really- who the prince is <laughs> Um, we cut to uh, Iris and Everett um, with uh, Azaria. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you both rolled so many successes. Um, <laughs> Some of them messy. Yeah. Yeah. Miles, I think I'm just actually going to hand this off to you. Who, who is the ideal person that Iris would want to find at this, this kind of thing? Prior to the prince arriving, the prince obviously isn't here yet. But other than that, like, what would be the most valuable get you could have at this point? I don't know that I. She knows who that would be. It's okay. That's fair. Ridley that knows like kind of more of the structure and the inner workings i don't think iris would even know who to ask for or I mean, who would seem important i would say she'd be- probably go to the one like she'd probably find the one that was the best dress and be like that one looks important <laughs> i will say miles i think based on iris's experience of going to these galas and these events you probably have a pretty good gut check on who is important and honestly best dressed isn't a bad way to go um i think weirdly by walking into this room um, you realize looking around that this is less a kindred event and more just a status event. Mm. So um, I don't know if that changes things for you, but um, I weirdly think, yes, you don't know about vampire society, um, but I will also say there is a bit of a, you rolled so high. I'm just basically going to show you my notebook at this point. Um, <laughs> there's a vibe uh, of a bunch of people showing up at university orientation going on. Um, this is it, it, the the idea of Elysium is a tradition uh, in the Camarilla that's gone back quite some time. 
but there's never been one here. So there's a bit of a sense like you, you actually, you were worried you were stepping into an old ritual and you actually discover now that you're stepping into something that is vaguely amorphous. There's a buzz in the air and energy um, that seems to suggest excitement, but also everyone seems to be as confused about this event as you are. Um, so that's the insight I'll give you. Does that change things or are you still going to find the best rest? Best rest is also a totally fair way to go. Uh, yeah, either the best rest or the ones, the ones that just don't seem to care that they're there. Interesting. Okay. Because right. I feel like if it's if they're important and they they know if they're important to know, this won't be a big deal for them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you see a guy decked out in full like 1800s Prussian general gear. He's got like a little like a a, a, a you know, felt hat with a fucking spike on it. He's got like a big sash, big dude, um, uh, you know, monocle, walrus mustache, the whole deal. Stands out like a fucking sore thumb. Would you go talk to that guy or would you talk to um, a uh, a guy who looks a little bit like uh, Billy Idol uh, at the top, like height of his career? So short spiky blonde hair um punk jacket um is uh smoking a cigarette uh will just idly browsing a theater program i mean miles would go for the the billy idol guy but let, we'd let's all go the, for the billy idol guy but uh who would let's i roll the, let's let's go for the prussian guy he's interesting okay um so um, you uh, start to approach uh, the man with the walrus stash and um, immediately to um, like uh, like a big lady and a big dude in suits just kind of step in front of you. Um, and um, from behind them, uh, you see him just kind of look up and say, uh, no, no, please, please. I would be very happy to talk to uh, famed poet Iris Dunn. <laughs> One side. Connery. One side. Um, and uh, he ushers you in and uh, immediately out of nowhere, uh, like a, a thin guy in a butler suit, like seems to appear uh, dropping an hors d'oeuvre. Uh, you can just immediately feel given that you're still a little bit extra sensitive that this is a human uh, who's with him. And uh, he just says, uh, the Baron Magellan greets Famed poet Iris Dunn and uh, and he looks uh, to you, Everett. Uh, Iris, would you introduce Everett or would you let uh, Everett introduce himself? I'd probably introduce him. Okay, go ahead and roll me um, an etiquette and composure check, please. And don't worry, Tyler. I haven't forgot about the messy successy. We're just, you know, running some things first. I'm not freshly worried. Greetings, children of the night. It is I, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. I used to host the blood and syrup, but now I spend all of my time in the Dum Dums and Dragons Patreon. Yes, for just the cost of one dollar, one, ah, ah, ah. You can join the Patreon, get into the Discord, and talk to other fans about everything that's happening in your favorite shows. Alternatively, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds. You can add names and locations to the shows, or at the $25 level, you can even create your own NPC of darkness, or light, or whatever various lighting solution you want. You create your character, and they appear in one of our shows, causing all forms of shenanigans, and your name ends up in the credits. It's a pretty sweet deal. In any case, join our Patreon of Darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Hey, friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about Dumb Dumbs and Dice. Yes, I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, 
third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice. That's right. That address that I totally just said. Go there. Join Dumb Dumbs and Dice. Support the show. It's going to be great. Just kind of just that <laughs> constant worry Lingering. that, yeah, yeah, that just, hits me when I play this game. Oh, so just 2020. <laughs> just 2020 yeah. in general is, uh, is yeah. looming over you. Yeah, fair. Three, six, three successes. Okay. Um, how do you introduce uh, Everett Fry? As my page. Baron Magellan nods like with, with a great deal of respect and, and um, circumstance. He says, oh, good. Ha! It's always nice to see someone who understands the uh, pecking order, as it were. These days, everyone's so busy with their unions, they barely think to consider their betters, as you and I truly are. Miss Dunn. And he, he stands up with um, more uh, uh, grace and dexterity than you'd expect um, and, like, sweeps his little helmet off and, and bows low. And uh, says, please, please join me in my booth. His booth is not a booth. It's just a corner of the room with a table that he has some people standing around. Um, but you get the sense that it really matters to him that he feels important. Um, of course. Uh, Azaria gives you like a quick wink and then very politely fades away. Um, and the Baron says, uh, so, Miss, Miss Dunn, uh, understand you had a bit of a run-in with the law. Did you, in fact, kill that son of a bitch, Stevenson? A lady never tells after she eats. Ha! Um, he, uh, he, he, like, slaps his page on the back and, like, knocks him over. Um, says, uh, your reputation precedes you. This is excellent. Well, welcome to Elysium. I assume uh, this is your first. Uh, yes, it is. It's all very intriguing. Uh, Miles, what is the name of your sire? I don't remember. Is it on your sheets? Because again, I don't have our murder it's map. In the cor- it's in the corner over there. I'm on camera. I <laughs> uh, if you're if you've got your stats on your vampire um, page, uh, it should yeah, be uh, like top left hand corner. If you're looking at your attributes and your skills, yeah, but I lost, I lost one, and Tom redid it, and I don't think he oh, put, it, okay. he didn't put it on there. Tom, why don't you go check that corner, baby? You can leave that camera for a minute. Yeah. Uh, as I go, Everett, um, you are left standing, um, observing this happening as uh, the beast pulses in your head. Uh, please tell the folks at home what are your thoughts about uh, Baron Magellan. Uh, Everett's thoughts about Baron Magellan. I don't know if this is the messy successy, uh, talking right now or not, but let's assume that it is since the beast is pulsing. Um, he is basically doing, uh, (laughs) to borrow a phrase, an ocular pat down, um, and trying to basically assess how easy it would be for him to kill and eat this man. Um, And then I think his eyes go over to this page who was kind of had the wind knocked out of him and faltered forward with a firm pat on the back and thought and probably thinks like, no, no, that's the one. Uh, and, uh, and, and tries to regain composure before he acts on any of these uh, um, impulses. Interesting. There's something <laughs> fascinating to me about the idea that uh, Everett is so far gone at this point that he's looking at a mortal being like, maybe. Oh, like I didn't realize it was mortal. Sorry. I thought it was uh, all No, I don't with... think you do notice that it's okay. a mortal because the beast. Uh, Walter Sims is the name I, I could not grasp uh, from our, our big old murder map, which I have to update because half the characters on this are dead now because of last session. Um, so uh, uh, Baron uh, Magellan says... Um, you know, uh, Walter and I go back quite a ways. Uh, he he uh, spoke very highly of you. I helped him get permission, uh, as it were, to uh, to make you. So uh, you're welcome, I suppose. <laughs> well, I'm very grateful. 
Oh, good, yes. Uh, well, welcome to Elysium. I've been to several of these, but never in such an elevated position. Tis truly an exciting time here in Montreal, as uh, you and your coterie seem to know. You've been making quite a name for yourselves. We're just trying to keep everything in order. Ah, well, we at the Cabarilla love order. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, so tell me, Iris Dunn, what do you want from the City of Black Miracles, Montreal? I understood you were driven out of Chicago by your ne'er-do-well brother. Yes, I mean, ultimately, if I had my way, I'd just be existing here without having to interfere in stupid things that my brother pulls me into. But alas, that's not my lot. Ah, yes. We've all been handed a much different uh, lot in life. And he gestures broadly to his, like, old Prussian gear. And he's like, honestly, thought the Great Wall would go quite differently for me. Nope. <laughs> but uh, I assume the prince will set all things to rights. Uh, but in any case, Iris, it was lovely to meet you. Uh, is your squire all right? Um, so Everett, uh, the, the beast is pounding uh, on the inside of your head. You've got a messy successy. My role was for scanning the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was an investigation yep. and uh, resolve. So what does a messy successy for that role look like? I I have my ideas, but if you have... I'm always I'm curious to, to hear yours. Um, I, think what, he, I think unintentionally it basically flips from the conscious search for important people to chat up, to, to like get iris to chat up it flips from that being the conscious thing to like subconscious and the subconscious urge to find someone to hunt uh coming to the fore so now i think just as he's looking around i think the 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 search is the same but the objective is is different i like that a lot i think that's great okay um okay so huh it's time to roll on the wheel of victims except they aren't Kind, they're kindred. So, Tyler, go ahead and roll me a D100 and divide it in two, baby. And you rolled four successes, so I'll let you roll twice. Okay. Um, just someone hold, I'll write it down. Number 23. Six. So, uh, well, 46 actually becomes 23, uh, and 23 becomes. What twelve? Say yeah. Did we say, say 12. Eight? yeah. Twenty three and twelve. Okay, great. Um, so twelve and twenty three. Oh boy, <laughs> very good. Um, okay, so uh, Tyler, the two the the two potential um, victims you you fixate on. Um, one is a, uh, a nurse. Um, uh, he seems to be a, a young, young man. Um, think like a, uh, Riz Ahmed type. Um, he is, um, clearly kind of stumbling around in a stupor, um, and is helping, uh, tend to, uh, kindred wounds, uh, he seems very, very good at, at whatever he's doing. He's in full medical scrubs, um, but he's also wearing like an outdoor coat over top of it. Um, we, the audience, would be aware that he is kind, so mortal. Um, but I think based on how badly your hunger is pulsing, you're having a hard time differentiating anymore. Um, so uh, you've got him. Your other potential target uh is a um uh a kindred who is very clearly to probably if say ridley was looking um has very much fallen under um uh, i forget the actual terminology on this but like the the blood uh you're immune to it tyler but the blood bond the blood bond uh, is clearly blood bonded um to another vamp who is a um uh, 
a guy who was just wearing like he's basically just dressed for like a nice night out. Um, but he has this other vampire following him around. Uh, the other vampire is uh, just kind of like a um, a vaguely out of shape, but um, still very handsome guy who's just kind of like following him around, um, uh, you know, stepping very heavily behind him, but um, seems to be just doting on his every every command uh, and just uh, looks at him the way like Ripley looks at me when I have treats in hand. Uh, so just like very much clearly blood bonded to this other vampire. Um, those seem to be your two best targets. Um, the, uh, the blood bonded vampire in that he seems to be pretty out of it and not really paying much attention to much. Um, and the nurse, uh, because similarly, he seems to be a bit out of it. I think that's ultimately what Everett starts to notice in the same way that as a cop, you would notice people who are high and be like, Oh, this might be a problem if this person's like really jacked up on, um, Coke or some other drug that just gives them a lot of like energy and excitement. I think um, you notice the two people at this party who seem kind of the most out of it and also who are kind of being ignored, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Everett, you, you've described this one kindred as being blood bonded. Everett doesn't necessarily know all the ins and outs of blood bonding, but he has seen no. Martha. Yes up close and the effects of prolonged yep. um, or, or not necessarily she wasn't blood bonded really was she she was she was like hypnotized no she 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 was they like fed, glamored if i if i'm remembering correctly you guys fed her enough of iris's blood to blood bond her okay sorry you're right i, I misremembered okay. no no it's all good that was like a lifetime ago right okay 2020 time okay cool I also know from Martha, funny enough, that I can drain a kindred dry and I only feel great. Um, so I think I'm going to go for the blood bonded kindred. Um, Iris, um, can you, uh, I don't even think you need to roll for this. Um, as you're talking to the Baron, uh, you have uh, a momentary um, vision of um, a stage, uh, and you're you're in the audience. Uh, you can smell burnt flesh, um, and you feel like um, Ridley is beside you. And on stage, um, you see Everett on his knees, and a blade sweeping down through his neck. Um. And as you kind of like have that exact Megan Miles reaction you just had of kind of like blinking and, and pulling back, um, your eyes fall on um, a woman who is standing alone um, and seems to be talking to herself um, off in a corner with blazing red hair, um, a light dusting of freckles and kind of a, a vaguely distant look in her eyes. And as you see her, she kind of looks up and locks eyes with you and almost tilts her head. Um, and you get double vision. As you see her, the image of Everett being decapitated starts to fade. And then suddenly reality snaps back in and you see Everett stalking uh, towards a Seth Rogen type guy who's following around uh, another vampire. What do you do? Um, I'm definitely going to intercept Everett. I'll also say, Miles, if you want to roll a check to try and get more clarity on what you just saw, you can. It'll be a mental check. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So let's go with, um, if your immediate instinct is to solve this, we could go with resolve. If it's you trying to puzzle it out, we could go with wits. Uh, I'm actually open to your interpretation of what you think Iris's version of this would be. Uh, but it'll be that plus um, fuck. I just want a cult. Oh, there is a cult. Ha! Uh, but I don't think you have that skill. I'm trying to figure out what your auspics would fall under. Um, awareness. So awareness and either uh, 
wits res yeah wits or resolve okay or intelligence i guess do i have a it's intelligence make sense to you or uh it, it's how you think iris like and this is one of those weird times where you as a player need to separate what's most beneficial from your character from what you think your character would do how do you think iris in having just seen this vision and knowing she needs to solve it what yeah, are the, she, the it's things probably she it's probably with okay Two successes. Okay. Um, you get the sense that um, this uh, red-haired woman might be the solution to your vision. You, you're not sure how. You don't quite know how it fits. But if Everett continues on his current trajectory, your vision will come true. Okay. Can I grab him by like the back of his shirt and pull him with me towards this woman. Can I solve both my problems? Uh, I'm going to need an opposed check because he got a messy successy. So he's locked in um, miles. I think from you probably uh, composure and persuasion um, and Everett from you survival and stamina, please. One success, one failure. I only have two dice to roll. Five successes. Okay, yes, you can do that. <laughs> um, so you grab him uh, by the collar and start to pull him. Um, Everett, at this point, I think you're you're so hungry that um, despite the kind of almost um, visceral shark-like determination to get to food, you're also kind of weak enough that someone grabbing you and pulling you away you just don't really have much resistance left. Yeah, I, I, I was, I did have a, I was coming forming a plan. Um, I think, I think even though vampires are my prey, I still hunt like a vampire. Um, mm. So I am, I think I'm still open to like outside, like sensory things and stuff like yep. that. Un unless you, unless you were thinking, no, I love that. Like no, just that... A, like blood in the water, I go and I. No, 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 not at all. Okay. Um, Particularly okay. because the messy success he came, to your point, in scanning the room, not going for the target, in which case we'd be having a much different conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. involving your head coming off. Um, right. So uh, Iris begins to to drag uh, to drag you. Um, Iris, what do you say to Everett as you drag him away? Get yourself together and let me try to help you because this is going to go real bad and real quickly if if you don't pull it together. Do you know what I am and what I have to do? I have an idea. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, with that, you um, drag him over to this woman. Um, and uh, again, she, she seems to almost be picking at uh, her hair, like just kind of considering it in and um, playing with it a bit. And immediately she snaps um, her sort of green eyes up uh, to the two of you and she says, oh, yes. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can help. And then she just holds out her wrist to you, Everett. Uh, I don't. Right Everett, here, do I it. Don't. Everett, just, do it. <laughs> she just leans in and says, it's okay, dear. Um, we're married. We're spoken for. This means nothing. Just pretend it's erotic. Trust me. It's the best way this can go. And then she like more aggressively shoves her arm at your face. I think that like level of closeness as well as her like speaking into my ear like that is just like, I think the, the dam breaks and yeah, Everett just digs in. Um, and uh, as you do, she kind of winces um, and uh, looks to you, Iris, and says, um, listen, we're not quite sure who you are, but um, I think we're both in agreement you did the right thing here. Ah, hmm, he is a thirsty, thirsty man. Um, I'm Sorcha, and also uh, this is my wife, Fiona. Um, who are you? Uh, my name's Iris Dunn, and how, how did you know what we needed? 
It's a very long story involving some very strange magic. Um, ah, mm-hmm. In the meantime, uh, and then she just like holds out her other hand to shake yours. Says, uh, long story short, uh, two and one combo. Um, suspect we've got similar uh, similar abilities here. Um, but uh, oh, uh, looks like looks like it's finally happening. So Ridley, as you're asking about uh, who the prince is. Everett, as you're finally getting a snack, you can knock yourself down to two hunger. Wow. Uh, and Iris, as you've narrowly avoided um, Everett being killed, uh, Ryan LaPlante reappears uh, on the scene and um, kind of like uh, brings silence to the crowd um, and says, uh, hi, everyone. I'm Ryan, uh, but like actual Ryan. Uh, and Thank you uh, for joining us at this extraordinarily strange Elysium. Um, All of you have made it through something truly horrific tonight to be here. And I know that our prince uh, appreciates it. Um, And I know he he has some plans uh, for all of us. So without uh, further ado, um, the Marquis de Montcalm, uh, Louis-Joseph... Montcalm and he gestures and a man comes out who looks a bit like a, uh, a younger, uh, thinner James Gandolfini. He's wearing a powdered white wig. Um, and just like a truly archaic, um, blue, uh, like 1700s French outfit. So like, you know, the tall socks and that whole thing. And he he steps out and um, kind of gestures very grandly to everyone uh, and says, "Ah, it is very good to be back. And my friends, my fellow kindred, it is a much changed world from the one I knew. And it would seem, based on what I've been told, that tonight has turned this into a much different world than what you knew as well. The Inquisition has come to New France. And then Ryan leans in and whispers something. He says, right. Canada. Montreal. (sighs) Christ. My friends, as I understand it, there was a tremendous failure here, and I will admit to a part of that. That coward wolf was part of it. I got shot in the back on my way here, which was truly bad. And I have spent a long time underground. But I am back, and the Camarilla is back. I know they call this place the City of Black Miracles. They say it is Sabat territory. I am here to tell you that is no longer the case. Montreal is open for business. And my friends... By fang and by claw, we are going to take this city back, back from the Anarchs, back from the Sabbat. We will make sure the kind blood flows through the streets at an appropriate rate. But my friends, I am here to tell you, this is now the land of opportunity. There is no Camarilla presence here until this night. And you, all of you who survived the purge, You are the ones who will rebuild this city. So tell me, how ambitious are you? Because tonight, I decide who owns Montreal. And I would like to begin with the Dunn Coterie. And then his eyes find you, Iris. And he says... Iris Dunn, apparently you are a, 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 you will forgive an old man, a a, a woman poet. Very impressive. I understand that you and your your coterie, a a Mr. Buff and a a, a Monsieur Fry, have been doing some tremendously good work. So tell me, how far are you willing to go? control the entire west end of Montreal and Iris you feel all eyes turn to you 
And you realize for the first time that uh, your fame has preceded you, not as a famous poet, but as part of a coterie. And it would seem that the three of you are rather fucking vampire famous. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Meggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's logos are by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai angle and all our ads use the tracks no control in chiefs by jazzar that's j-a-h-z-z-a-r all of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org when it comes to dumb dumbs and dice you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com our twitter and instagram are at dumdumdice and on facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice we've also got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice and most importantly you can join our patreon of darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e sleep well children of the night ah, ah, ah. spooky Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time Christian Manicola, Long Long the Half Blind Prophet James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little Sue One, George Dolby One True Artistry Orion Birchfield Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish.